Allow me to invite you to join in a little guessing game, a little saint's trivia. I'm going to read you a quote and give you a chance to guess who said it. My wife, Jennifer, is not allowed to guess because this is her favorite saint, and if you know her, that may be a clue in and of itself. Many people who have many possessions, who have goods and riches, are obsessed with them. They think that the only thing that counts is possessing wealth. That is why it is so difficult for them to walk each moment of each day with God. Too many of their moments are spent preoccupied with money and things. Does anybody have a guess who that might be? Nobody? Connie's kind of smirking over there. It's correct. She wins. Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa said these words before we recognized her as a saint. If you can, kind of keep this quote in your mind as I share with you my second homily as a deacon. Some of you affectionately refer to me as a baby deacon. It is true. We all continue to grow in our faith and look for guidance. As I read this week's scripture, I prayed and prepared for this homily and reflected on the guidance I had received from one of my instructors from a homiletics course. Homiletics is a fancy word for learning how to give homilies or sermons. He encouraged us to look for the pearl of great value to be found from the shared readings. Perhaps the pearl of great value from this week's readings is this. Our Father loves us. He created us to be in a relationship with him. He is glorified in how we are in relationship with him, with each other, and yes, even in how we are in relationship with creation, the things that we have and the things around us. In today's gospel, Jesus speaks to this. A man comes to Jesus. He is interested in having a relationship with God, asking, what must I do to inherit eternal life? to be in heaven with the Father forever. Jesus shares with him these commandments, which would have been very familiar to the Jewish people of the day. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. What do these commandments have in common? They are not simply just a set of rules to be followed in order to avoid harsh judgment. They are guidelines in how to live together as part of God's family. We glorify God and are an extension of his love by being in right relationships with each other. Indeed, we read in the book of Matthew that the second greatest commandment is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In today's reading, the man replied, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. The man was living in right relationship with the community of others as God had intended. Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Ah, but Jesus did not stop there, did he? Jesus spoke to the man, Go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At that, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. 
It would seem when he was called to examine his priorities, which relationships were most important with him, the one he had with God, with others, or with his objects, it became difficult and sad. Does Jesus really mean that we are not to have things, to be stewards of creation? Or is it meant for the man and us to examine our relationship with our possessions and monetary wealth? Is the man willing to properly order his life, the priority of his relationships, and put God ahead of his possessions? Are we? Returning to the pearl of great value, our Father loves us and wants to be in relationship with him. It may not be that possessions are inherently bad in and of themselves, but they are not to take the place of or diminish our relationship with God. I prayed and reflected about how this may look in my life. Fly fishing is a favorite activity of mine in my spare time. The solitude of time spent alone in the morning or the evening, in the quietness reveling the beauty of God's creation, is a source of peace and refreshment for me. I often pause to take time for morning prayer or evening prayer right there by the streamside. I pray freely as I thank God for the blessings and beauty of creation. I appreciate that God is glorified by the birds and the fish in their very birdness and fishness, if those are even words. Part of my enjoyment of fly fishing is the equipment itself. Take the rod, for example. I take great satisfaction in the fineness of its craftsmanship and how it flows in my hand, the grace of a bending under the fly line. You may even say that I have a relationship with my fly fishing rod. Where does this relationship with this rod fall in my priorities? Does it diminish my relationship with God, becoming my main focus? Does my concern to take care of it and protect it become my purpose? Do I find myself dissatisfied seeking more and more happiness from buying more and more finer and finer fish rods? Or do I offer my fly fishing as a gift to God? Do I thank him for the skillful hands that made this rod? Do I laugh out loud and exclaim joyfully at the silliness of catching a four-inch fish? In other words, can my relationship with creation glorify God and strengthen my relationship with him? How then do we balance our relationships with God, each other, and creation? If there are any UPS employees out here, and we do have some that attend, but I don't see any here today, I would ask forgiveness for bringing up work. We had a supervisor who was fond of saying, what is important is recognizing what is important. With all the time and demand we have on our resources, how can we do this? How can we prioritize and discern God's will? I suspect on our own we cannot. 
Jesus himself addresses the challenges of salvation for those who place their focus on material things when he says, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Father Kevin, two weeks ago, shared with some biblical hyperboles, and Jesus shares one with us today when he says, It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Take heart, however, for Jesus assures us, for although for human beings it is impossible, but not for God, all things are possible for God. Through God's wisdom given to us, what is important is recognizing what is important becomes possible. How then do we receive the wisdom of God to properly order our lives? We must ask for it and be willing to receive it. Through prayer, scripture, and gatherings with other Catholic Christians and brothers and sisters in the Holy Spirit, God may speak to us, giving guidance. Through Mass, we are fed and strengthened by the liturgy of the Word and the liturgy of the Eucharist. Soon we will be invited to come forward and be fed by the very body of Christ, to become one body with him and with each other. May we draw upon this wisdom and strength as we leave here today to consider all our relationships with others and with creation in the truth and beauty of our most important relationship, that of our God who loves us more than we can ever imagine. And that love, my brothers and sisters, is the pearl of greatest value. St. Teresa, once again, shares these words with us. Jesus loves you even more he longs for you. He misses you when you don't come close. He thirsts for you when you don't feel worthy. May we quiet and prepare our hearts to come forward and receive Jesus now.